Welcome to the latest dope episode of the Hip Pod Heads Podcast. A podcast where no sage and no vac discuss their hip-hop-inspired moments. Pull up a chair, grab a beverage, fill up your cup and get comfortable. I'm Hazos, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcast analysts. I love what Known Sage does. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out his hip-hop podcast as well, which is Hip Pod Heads. You guys make sure you guys check him out on that. Yeah, no, got a schedule. Yeah, no worries. So yeah, welcome y'all to a dope episode of Hip Pod Heads. I am No Sage along with Novak on our quest to hit 50 episodes by year end to coincide with 50 years of hip hop follow like subs on the show comment and we got a special guest my man from cali my cuz all we do is win mr edwin what's going that's on that's right that's <laughs> up no sage right you can't spell edwin without the win i know, I know. yo and you got you're a multi-hyphenate dude bro like dr <laughs> ed much much flowers to you oh Thank you. Don't worry. You'll be there soon. You'll be there soon. I know it. Right. Right. I'm staying the course, baby. And yeah. um, Prof Ed on these uh, on these uh, education streets. I'm not sure. Yeah. You're obviously um, Dad Ed, too. Yeah. Like, you know, congrats to you on that as well. Thank you. you know, kept our daughter alive for almost a year. That's a that's an accomplishment in its own right. So, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, you're in good company, man. Uh, my man, um, no back here. Um, that I knew from my college days. Uh, he's also um, a dad of a daughter as well. So my, oh, nice. my heart nice. goes to y'all. Yeah. My heart goes to y'all. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Y'all, y'all doing y'all doing God's good work out there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, so, so you boys from Franciscan, is that what it is? Or or some others? Uh, Benedictine. 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 Yeah. Nice. 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 Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I would say girls build character in that situation. When you got when you got a little girl, it's like boys. I think are easier. Girls, there's drama, there's motions, there's. Yeah. Um, am I good enough today? I mean, I, I have to be. I have to be like a, I have to pep rallies every morning to get her out the house. And the other day she's upset because the cheese wasn't right on the sandwich. Mm, and I'm like, you know yes. what? It's cheese. I'll take it off, throw it in the garbage. You can have just meat on the sandwich. Is that okay? Right. No, daddy, right. I don't want that. Okay, throw the sandwich out. You want more chips? Here you go. Have a good day. Love you. That's how it is still with girls. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, there's good days and bad days, but they're so sweet. And when something goes right, they, they you know, they're, they're they're basically, they're our most loyal people in the house. You probably already know that. You know, little girls, yeah. they'll turn to their mom for you. That's how crazy is. <laughs> Mommy bought you something that's in the car. I'm like, how do you know this? She doesn't want you to know. Go look in the car. Mommy's put in the car for you. Oh. My kids snitches on my wife all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, definitely. My daughter Evelyn is a daddy's girl because she just mm-hmm. straight out every time she sees me, big smile, crawls towards me. Doesn't matter who else is in the room. Yes. So I I feel that. I feel that, and I feel the love, and also feel the pressure of knowing that I gotta give her everything she wants at some point. You know. But yeah, no. I'm, yeah, or at least, or at least keep a balance. Keep a balance with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So speaking of pressure, man. So speaking of pressure, like no pressure to uh, perform for us, Doctor Ed, because basically, like, I just love chopping it up with my homies. This is basically hanging with the fellas podcast. It kind of turns into the dad podcast, and sure, easily it'll probably turn into the sports podcast. That's but, fine. 
I know you can talk for that for hours. I, I actually wanted to approach you on this, right? So like okay. your email nickname moniker, like that's just hip hop to me. Sports God Ed. Yes. What's going on <laughs> there, man? You just merging all of your passions into one. That's right. The sports uh, passion, passion yeah. for religion. It's funny because see, growing up, I, I was listening to a sports talk radio show late night and one of the hosts nicknamed himself the sports god and i'm like okay that's cool but then you know like i thought about it for myself and i think it fits me because you know just the fact that like i said i'm definitely big into my catholic faith but also i'm big into sports and i i will rep la all day basically you know dodgers lakers rams kings you know galaxy lafc all that yeah <laughs> Yeah, Clippers too. I guess you know. I did have one season tickets. You know, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's all right. It's all right. Got to try know. to spread the love. As much That's right. Not not the Angels. Let's get that clear. The Angels are in oh, Anaheim. Oh, 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 hold up. Hold I up. Yes, I know that Los Angeles <laughs> means fine. Angels. I know exactly. Exactly right. But they're in Anaheim. That's Orange County. Okay, that's not L.A. <laughs> County. You know, yeah. Artie Marino wanted to, you know, basically put slap L.A. on there so they could market it. But you know, Showtime, Shohei knows he's at the real L.A. now. So just letting you know. So hey. yeah. So so how do you feel about the Lakers right now? Oh, so if you told me, you know, after the IST last week, I'd be like, yeah. they're finally get it together, right? This week. They look like crap again, you know. It's just, you know, look. I mean, they, you know, they just got demolished by the Bulls. The Knicks came in there and pumped them, you know. Like it's been, you know, it's it's funny because the depth of the team is great, but they're still trying to figure out the rotations. They're trying to, you know, figure out, you know, like how do we manage to make sure Le LeBron stays healthy through the season that the glass man known as AD also stays healthy through the season. So, you know, it's, fr it's, it's frustrating because the thing is like, I'm watching, you know, like a talented dude like Christian Wood basically get DNP CDs all day long now. And I'm like, what did he do? Right. Do, did he, you know, did he do something that uh, we don't need to know about? You know, did he, did he do something with Darren Ham's family or something? You know, like, I, I don't know. Right? <laughs> like he got out of the rotation all of a sudden. Right. And he was putting up near double doubles coming off the bench before. Or like, so like I said, uh, I think, it's just they got to figure out who they are, what what they're about. I mean, they are they know that they are defensively. It's offensively, I think, where they got to kind of settle in and, and figure out, you know, like I said, the rotations, the lineups and, and all of that stuff. And, you know, I mean, this team could still look different come February anyway, because, you know, you got a bunch of guys on one year deals of player options. So, you know, who knows exactly. if D'Lo going to be around still? Who knows if? You know, you know, some of these other guys, you know, Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish, I mean, they're, they've all been, you know, doing their thing here and there. But again, we don't know what that team's going to look like come February, you know, because look, last February was the same thing, right? We had Russell Westbrook and not a lot of hope. And next thing you knew, we rebuilt the team on the fly and, you know, made it to Western Conference Finals. So, hey. so, you know, so yeah. Well, if you think about it, um, the issue is they got all those one-year deals to try to load up to get trade bait for the trade deadline. So the Lakers, um, they play this game of how many assets can I put together and can I make these guys play great for a time period and can I turn these guys into another star? So yes. you look at it, uh, AD and Brun, you know, that's they're not Kobe and Shaq. I'm a, I'm a big Lakers fan during the Kobe era. Right, and the Magic exactly. Johnson era. And I go back to Showtime. 
Yeah, Shout those out to your jersey over there, Ed. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yeah. of course, Magic yeah. back there. Yeah, no, those definitely. I'm with you. I'm with you in the back. So yeah. you know, it's a different generation. Like you know, you watch Magic, you were just excited to watch Magic. You watch Kobe, you felt every night you go in that game because yes. if it got down to 30 seconds or less, we knew the oh, ball yeah. was going there. Oh yeah. He ain't gonna kick it out on the wing. No. No. The other one is I drive. I want you to take that shot. If you miss it, I can live with it. If yes. I if I get fouled, I got to shoot two free throws. I'm splitting the free throws. We're going to be yes. down by one point, and it's a chance that we're going to lose the game. It happened the other night. He got fouled with mm-hmm. a chance to win that game, yeah. and I was like, the, "Where's the killer instinct in this guy?" I mean, even um, I I like LeBron as a player. I like what he's done for the game, but also him and Stephen Curry have changed basketball to the point the way we play it and the way we think it and the way we yeah. see it. Yeah, you know, uh, Brian. Brian now is shooting what eight threes a night, making three out of eight. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm shooting thirty nine percent for three point range. I'm a three point shooter now, right? And he's doing that to save his legs for later in the season by jacking the three. Says he doesn't want the con. He loves the contact, but the contact is going to shorten his, his season right now. Yeah, exactly. But I think that um, he's one. You know, I, I watch every time I watch him play. I say, hey, it's a bonus game. Do I look at year twenty one? Yes, Kobe. When Kobe went down, yeah, you know, we were all devastated, man. We were just like, I can't believe he just blows Achilles. I mean, I was a grown man sitting in front of the TV. Yeah. I was like, those tears in your eye. I'm like, no, they're not tears. I'm like, I'm just hurting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I was bad. I was, I, I slept with anger that night. I was like, damn, why did it have to be Kobe? Why can't we just take in Dwight Howard's Achilles? I was yeah, upset yeah. that night. <laughs> <laughs> or Smush so, Parker uh, or somebody yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah, I remember Smush. But, yeah, you think oh, about yeah. the Lakers right now. If um, they're in, what, eighth place? They're in tenth place right now, I think, out in yeah. the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're in play-in level. And yeah. I think they put their all into that into that AAU tournament game. Yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah, they just won, yeah. basically. Yeah. So they might have shot their load. And, uh, and the Clippers are rising right now, which pisses me off. I, I, I have a hate affair with the Clippers as well because – it's like they're an L.A. team, but it shouldn't be in L.A. sometimes. You know, the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles, the Clippers are Donald Sterling and yes. what the hell he did for 30 years at this point. So and they're getting, and they're moving into the forum, I think, right next year. Uh, they're, they they, they actually the they have their own stadium next uh, next to SoFi. Actually. It's coming, huh? Oh, it's really? coming. Yes, it's called I the Intuit. It's not close. For a while. Was that? Was that? How close is it to coming? Uh, I think within a year, actually. I think it's probably like a year. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. It's it it it's coming up quick. It's coming up quick. Yeah, yeah. Bomb, bomber money, huh? <laughs> yes, bomber money. You know that Microsoft money. You know that'd be paying dividends every time you uh you know buy broke ass Windows ten or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know that's that's what you get. You know you're paying bomber and his royalties. You know so you can go pay more money to James Harden and you know and and broke ass PG thirteen and. <laughs> yes, why? Yeah, yeah, you know that's all. That's all. Yes. The PG can be a stripper. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, you know, and James Harden can go with his chicken wings, you know, like just like uh, oh. just like Lou Williams used to, you know, like you know, that's right, that's right. So do they have one banner? The Clippers have one banner in that in, inside the crypto. I don't think so, right? No, no, of course not. The they they would die to have that IST banner that the Lakers just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> The one that the one that looks like it's from medieval times, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they raised that thing. I was laughing so hard. You saw LeBron. LeBron went really Hollywood on that. He like he had a 
tear in his a fake tear in his eye like I did that. <laughs> exactly. And I'm looking like make it stop. Exactly. Exactly. Look, Commissioner didn't show up. Genie didn't show up. <laughs> you know that means it's not legit. All right. <laughs> just made that. They just made this up to make some kids some more money. All right. You know, like you know, like I said, it's yeah. They, I, you know, the first thing I thought as soon as they won that game, I'm like, just put it into the Clippers locker and said, hey, you can have this. You know, you might want this one to hang up. So you know, so. That'd be the ultimate disrespect. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. You know. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. Like now, the the Lakers definitely felt like they blew their load early, and you know, right now they, they have to, they have to figure find that, uh, you know, find their group back again. You know, like they, they, you know, not that I want them to treat the season like an IST, you know, but they, they, they need to to play with a, a little more. Urgency, a little right. more of that urgency that they did there, right? Like, I think that's what it is. Yes. You know? But do you think they got enough gas in the tank to do that? Because, you know, they fought to get in the playing tournament last year, right? right. So, right. so you're, talking, you're talking dog years right now. LeBron's yeah. like about 50 years of dog years mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, because everybody <laughs> looks at it, right? Like you said, uh, no, Vegas, you know, yes, it's 21 NBA years, but that's not counting the playoffs. That's not counting the Olympics. Mm-hmm. That's not counting all those other postseason tournaments he's been in, you know, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, and AD's just hurt all the oh. time. He, he oh, yeah. was hobbling last night. I'm like, how yeah. does he get hurt just by walking into the arena? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? If you want to, if you want a fun game every night, you know, basically you can go ahead. If you take a shot for every time he falls down, you'll be drunk by about <laughs> halftime. <laughs> That's a good game. Yeah. We should do that as a pot. That's a dangerous game. That's a dangerous game. We just game. stopped recording in like the second half. Like, what happened to the guys? Oh, yeah. they're all they're all wasted right now. What yeah. happened? AD fell thirteen times in the first minute. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. I have to watch that dude fall one more time, you know. And yeah, I know. Uh, like I said, that's why you know he looks like glass. You know, he feels like a piece of glass that's going to go break. So. So yeah, I mean, they can load manage the minutes, they can try to do all that, but you know, the thing is, I know they're expecting some of these young cats, you know, the Ruiz of the world and you know, Austin Reeves, you know, and all that stuff to step up. But I mean, at the end of the day, right, like I said, it's gonna be LeBron and AD. And the other part of it is that I feel like, you know, if you if you want me to tell you who should have the last shot, it probably is Austin Reeves, you know, AR fifteen. Yeah. He's clever. He's clever. Yeah. Watching his evolution, the fact that he's become a master of playing the new NBA game and drawing the fouls, and yes, you know he 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 uses his body so well. Like he, what I know about Austin is when Austin came in the league, he was terrified out there for about a year, right? And then he figured out I might be faster than some of these guys. My head mm-hmm. fit works. Mm-hmm. Let me just, let me let me throw it at the basket. Taylor Swift's looking at me. Let me throw it at the basket real quick. So he became <laughs> he became a celebrity in L.A. Like I got buddies out. They're like Austin, like the man out here. I'm like Austin Reeves, yeah. but you know it, it happened, you know, in that situation. And then you know, and then Brun basically saw him and goes, "This is a good story. Yes. Come, come stand by me, Austin. Yes. I got a movie company. We can make a movie about you." Yes. So you think in terms of <laughs> Austin wins a championship, actually, yes. and LeBron's involved with it. I can see the Austin Reeves Mighty Ducks version of the Lakers, where mm-hmm. Austin lifts them up. See, and LeBron's hurt. See, and that's the thing, right? Like, like you're saying, right? The thing with Braun, and yeah, we respect the man for his game, you know, and what he's brought to the game for 20 plus years. But if you're asking me, you know, which guys would I want, you know, in a dark alley, he's not in the top five nor top 10. You know, like I want Kobe down there. I want MJ, right? I want I want the guys with the killer instinct, right? Like 
LeBron, you know, let's just be honest, right? It it almost feels like, you know, like sometimes he he plays it off like a Vince Carter or Chris Weber. I don't want the ball. Oh, I'm gonna find the open teammate. No, no, you want that shot. I I, I don't know who says I want the don't want the last shot. I'm gonna get it to the to make the best shot for you know somebody else. No, you know you take the big shot. You know, I mean, and then the LBJ then the LBJ QT steps in and supports it. Yeah. So you know his his you know his brand his brand like step in and go. He made the best basketball decision for everybody. Yeah. And exactly. and Michael was an idiot and Kobe was wrong for taking that shot. LeBron plays the basketball at a higher IQ. I'm like he's played more games than everybody. He should be smarter. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So y'all y'all cooking y'all definitely cooking over here. I don't want to like um pivot, but I, I I sort of wanted to bring this quasi topic up because sure I didn't prep. Um, Prof Ed here on this at all, but okay. when you talk about the last shot, right? I was actually um, trying to get one of my other high school homies on the pod. Like Novak knows, I've been getting a lot of my class of '97 um, colleagues up in here, and then some. Me and Novak's college buddies have been jumping in the podcast too, right? But one dude in particular, I knew he's a hip hop guy. Like I played basketball with him. He got some dope poetry, and then for some reason, he was like hesitant, right? And I'm not trying to put him on blast, nothing. But basically, his response was like, um, I'm not going to hop on your pod right now. I'm not a hip-hop soul guy. Let's talk basketball. Let's talk business strategy or life struggles. And I couldn't help but step away from that DM. I'm like, I don't want to get you woke real quick. But do you know, like, all those things you just said is basically hip-hop? It's you know basically I mean? hip-hop. Yeah. Like, it's there's there's life struggles in rap. There's mm -hmm. business strategy. I don't have to, like, preach to the choir here. But, yeah. It's a you know hustle. What I'm like. <laughs> it's a mad hustle. So I guess I guess like just looking for some of your riffs and reactions off of that statement, but I guess also another like the irony in that statement, right? Like you think about it, yeah. right? You think about when the first real crossover of hip hop and sports was, you know, whether you're talking about the U, University of Miami, right? Or are you talking about the Raiders, right? The silver and black. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's you know, if that if that didn't tell you that hip hop is not just some fad or something, but you know, is part of the culture, that I don't know what you know, like what it is. And that's the thing, right? I think people think too much, like, oh, I have to separate. You know, it's funny because I, you know, of course, looked at the title and I was telling my wife about the podcast. She's like, oh, are you going to be talking hip hop music? I'm sure we'll incorporate it in there, right? Like, you know, I'm a West Coast guy. You know, Tupac versus Biggie, we get that all the time, right? But <laughs> you, know, you know, I mean, there's a reason that my 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 network's name is to live and die in LA because I'm a Tupac, right? Like that's about it. Okay. But I mean the thing is hip hop is intertwined so much with just daily life, right? I mean, again, you know, you you think about and again I'll reference in our Tupac like uh, remake, right? Changes, right? I see no changes, you know, all I see is play places faces, right? And, and think about it, right? Like you know, he's observing the struggle too. Like all these guys observe their own struggle, right? You know, they they all bring in their own life experiences, right? Whether it's Snoop, whether it's Ice Cube, right? You know, today was a good day, right? Like I didn't get shot by AK, right? Like I mean, those are those are things that they get incorporated into our daily life. Like I said, and I think for for somebody to think that, oh, I'm going to talk about just these ABC, you know, like almost like a brand, almost like LeBron like. I was like. Ah, no, it's, you know, it's not just a brand, but it's just, you're, you're, you're weaving in all of that. And it's still hip hop, right? Yeah. Even if it's not truly talking like 
straight hip hop music, right? Hip hop is more than just music. You know, we know that culturally, like we know it from the way that our clothes are, right? I mean, we know it from the way that that we walk, the way that we talk, right? So, so yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I think I, you know, personally, that statement, I actually would take offense to that, you know, like, and, <laughs> and, so. you know, the first part of that line too, kind of like had me pondering a bit. Cause like, I'm not a hip hop soul guy. It's like, I know admittedly, like probably the soul part of rap kind of probably hits me to my core, but like, it'd be foolish to just think it's just a soul thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like, obviously mm -hmm. hip hop is so many different genres at this point. It's rock, mm -hmm. it's EDM. It's just whatever. Like, yeah. like I said, it's just, it's just an attitude. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, like you think about it, right. It's, it's got its, it, it's got its roots in, in, like I said, soul jazz. I mean, you, you know, you know, where, you know, like how it's come from and where, where it's come from and where it has evolved to at this point. Right. Like I said, in, incorporating things like EDM and such. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah, I just think it's, it's one of those things, right. I mean, look, you know, if it wasn't for hip hop, you know, and I know this could be debatable, right. Like, you know, we have the influx of auto-tune thanks to, you know, T-Pain, you know, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, that's what I'm saying is that, you know, like we get different elements that 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 become interweaved in our lives. And I think to just separate and categorize them and, and compartmentalize them is a mistake. Well, you think about from uh, Roger Troutman to T-Pain, you know, you talk about Zap, you know, the synthesizers and everything. So it, it evolved from that Cali sound to the Florida, the Florida auto tune. And then everybody started doing auto tune. I mean, exactly. Right. You know, it's funny. Yeah. When I watched the yeah little T Pain documentary in auto tune documentary and, and he got <laughs> so much heat for it. And, you know, the funny thing is that dude can actually sing. Like if you hear him on acapella, he can actually sing. But it's just, does he want to be just one out of like a million? Or did he want to distinguish himself in a different way? And, you know, yeah, it was controversial at that point. But but at the same time, look, you know, it's funny. You know, and I'll, I'll even weave this this way, right? Like, um, one of the things in the higher education that we're dealing with now is, like, suddenly people are so worried about AI because AI is going to suddenly, are the students going to learn anything, right? Are they going to, you know, basically, are they just going to have the computer do their homework? Well, the answer is a little bit yes, but a little bit no, right? I mean, if you think about it, before we had AI, right? I mean, AI has been around for 50 years. Let's just get that straight, right? It's just now mm -hmm. that we see things like JetGPT and Ottery and all, all that kind of stuff, Grammarly incorporating it. It's becoming uh, so much, you know, it's gaining so much more notoriety, right? But yeah, people, people are afraid of calculators, for goodness sake, right? Like, they're <laughs> like, you cannot use a calculator on a test, all right? And guess what now? Math classes, what are they doing? Graphing calculators, like, use this graphing calculator. Why are we having you do everything by hand? You know, we have these tools that are available to us, These, this technology, right? All of these developments. Why hey, not? not to derail your thought, like I was mm -hmm. super jelly of the uh, cats that had the Tetris on their graphing calculator. Yes. I didn't yeah, have yes. the resources yeah, or the coding to <laughs> pop that in there. Yes. No, man, how'd you get in there, bro? Did you code <laughs> right, it or you pay somebody, man? No, I coded it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had Mario Bros. Oh, man. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. So that's what I'm saying, right? Is that, yeah, like we we have to, you know, at some point, know that these things are not going away technologically right and just embrace them for what they are and understand that it adds into our you know into 
into our lives and you know it may not be you know not, not everybody has to be a fan of auto tune not everybody has to be a fan of ai but just know that they're not going anywhere know that they're bringing a new perspective and a new light to certain things and you know just understand look you could either embrace the old school and that's right. cool or you can understand that hey it's just a it's a it, there's going to be some new thoughts and new new things that that get generated and you know it's it can be it's going to be a scary time to an extent but also an exciting time so so yeah i love, so. I love the connection of t-pain and um ai because like t-pain has come up a bunch <laughs> on our shows and i mean like a, a sort of like random thought here is like picasso right before he had his style everyone didn't realize that he actually can draw and do could paint you know what i mean yes. so it kind of like yeah. there's plenty of there's plenty of like examples like that to differentiate yourself but like the ai thing is crazy because it's like cats now are just producing beats that sort of sound like live instruments and it's kind of hard to tell the difference now and like yeah is it good for the culture is it not you know what i mean it's just like well you just sort of have to like roll with that technology mm -hmm. at, at that point right right for sure for sure Yeah, it's, I mean, you think about, you know, you think about AI, you think about, you know, how things go. I'm in IT, so it, it's crazy to see the evolution of, we're getting kids out of college right now that can't configure a firewall, configure a switch, if you think about it. Yeah. Because, yeah. because everything's got a nice GUI now. They're clicking buttons and go, it's yes. set up, I'm done with it. Yeah. So like, you know, when you go speak at a college or something like that, and you explain the skill sets we're looking for, for a successful employee or a career in IT. They look at you and go, we don't do that. We use chat GPT or we ask it, what can you do to help me fix this problem? I mean, it's almost like I said, I call this it's intelligent plagiarism to a certain point because that's a great that's a great phrase, uh, Novak, because, you know, as a computer science professor, that's basically what it is, right? It's, it's basically intelligent plagiarism, right? But so what I end up doing is helping them understand when I'm teaching an introductory class, because I teach basically freshmen and sophomores at community mm -hmm. college level, look, you know i'm going to teach you the foundation you've got to know how to how this works underneath the hood but then understand okay this tool that we have let's say you know chat gpt can do stuff for you but it doesn't always understand the context so it may not get it exactly right so you got to understand how to even troubleshoot what it did right and what it did wrong and then you've got to be able to make heads and tails out of that right like i said i mean it's crazy to think like people can't configure their own firewall anymore if you're in that it world because i mean that's Heck, I you know I knew how to configure a switcher, uh, you know, or or firewall because I had to, right? I had to manually put in all the IPs and the gateways and you know all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And so, yeah, I think to an extent where we get almost deprogrammed, it's kind of like our smartphones, right? We get we get to be slave to it to an extent, right? Because the thing is, it can do so much stuff for us. But I think at the end of the day, you still got to think for yourself, right? You still got to. You know, maybe memorize a couple of things here or there or know know some some basics right know some stuff so, so yeah. yeah you're right you're right about that it's like you, you but the big you're right you hit it on the head the biggest issue is you give somebody something and tell them to go fix it but even in music today you think about it you know i give you this raw concept i want you to go improvise and figure it out i get a phone call 30 minutes later what do i do so I think the difference is, you know, our generation is more, they threw us to the wolves and we had to figure it out. 
we throw these kids at the walls as an anxiety attack or panic attack. Yeah. Or I got to drive out there and hold somebody's hand and say, hey, this, you know, it's, just, it's the same struggle in hip hop right now where you yeah. see the evolution is running, but the artists aren't maturing fast enough to the point where they're smart enough to understand, you know, the business side of the game. You know, like you, you look back at, uh, like, uh, like you know, Ice-T during that era, or you look mm-hmm. at uh, any of the West Coast artists, like the alcoholics and stuff, they were more yeah. mature artists you put against a blue face yes. who's out there in LA, or you put against uh, even the games a certain level. You know, yep. I love the yep. game, yep. but I feel like he should be so much better as an yes. artist than where he is right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's missing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is. And it, it it's a shame because, like I said, you know, you see somebody as talented as the game, right? And you know, he could be so much more than he is so much more than he is and you know and you you, you think about you know how do you, how do you think somebody like a jay-z evolved right or how do you think somebody like even kanye right you know you know yay yay went from the the you know we we talk about in those stages like the first three albums right i mean college dropout you know late registration right and then you know basically you know you get to eventually what 808s and heartbreaks down the line and stuff like that and so you can see where he's kind of moving himself right and 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 so you know not everybody's gonna like it but at least he's always tweaking and retooling and you know all that kind of stuff right so so i think you know coming back to what you're saying novak about i think when i worry about the current and future generations is that that they the resiliency part i think i worry about whether they can you know like whether they, you know, whether they can handle why, you know, the actual struggle, right? Like, hashtag the struggle is real. Like, you know that you're not going to get everything the first time or second time. At least that's how I know we grew up. And if they don't get it, they're like, oh, we failed. Let's do something else. Let's just jump on some other bandwagon. And, you know, that's it, right? It's a wrap. And then, and you're like, no, no, you got to dig through and, you know, think through this. Like, what, what, what can you do, you know, to, you know, like, if we want you to innovate this, then you, know, you have, you know, you have to give it some time, right? Like you can't just expect, I'm going to pop something out in 30 minutes, even if it's AI, that's going to help you pop it out in 30 minutes. No, you gotta, you gotta go down there and uh, put in some work. So. I love it. I love the, I love the, the parallels and the overlaps y'all are like drawn here. Cause like, just to plug something out like the game i really love the game i think the game's dope but yeah he kind of like gets into his feelings sometimes and he kind of like is a little extra right which it kind of diverts his brand but whatever he's just gonna keep spitting bars no matter what but like to sort of like unfairly compare it like i'm kind of wondering like what if the game would have been at the level where he could have actually bought the road which you know it's dope that snoop actually got Mm -hmm. to actually get the keys to death row which is like a hip-hop fantasy tale in my eyes like i would have never seen that coming because you know suge is still telling tales <laughs> apparently he has a podcast he's telling stuff from, from being locked up over the phone or whatever yeah but yeah i mean it's kind of dope to see artists like um yay and some of the other business rappers that you're kind of mentioning that can sort of make that progression make it happen for them and then the unfair comparison again to the game like for some reason i'm thinking about my man p will at the bulls you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. you, you got cats like rooting for these guys and then sometimes they just don't perform 
to you know what what their capabilities or their expectations are and it's just kind of like like what's going on like you know it's kind of like they gotta they gotta feel themselves out and it then it's maybe going on a different type of rabbit hole too like because we talk about like the college basketball level game where everyone's learning the team ball and the strategy but then when they get to the nba level slash the professional level like what does it do to their brand does it water themselves down do they get lost do they find their way do they become a brand onto themselves are they that star you know being the professional shooter out there i mean it's just it's just crazy all the uh <laughs> the multiverse <laughs> connections with rap and just sports and just business oh, yeah for sure for sure but think about it this way i mean if you just look at ucla basketball versus usc yeah. basketball yes so ucla right you think about the products that go to ucla they come out more nba ready look at why Quet right now jamie jamie mm -hmm. is fighting it up in miami he did four years in college yeah. and everybody complains he he cooked too long they said he was in the oven too long so they say he was too old to be an impact player in the nba this is 22 years old it's not old no. but nba age they want an 18 19 year old that has no point of reference and throw him out there like he will he will did six months in college jamie did four years and yeah. graduated yeah. so you put a guy with four with four months of college five months of college in nba and he said i want you to be a superstar and he comes up short and we call him a buzz that's right jamie's down there killing it in miami and people talking about he's over cheap. So I'm like, make it make sense to me right now. You know, and that's the same thing in music in that situation, like a, a sexy red or somebody, or these new artists that I call the new shock value female artists that say anything to get it to get a listen. This there's a certain maturity to the game in that situation where like, you know, I respect Jamie's game because I watched his game. It's like watching the hybrid of Aaron to follow. With, mm -hmm. a, with with the with the, the nasty of uh you know Alonzo Ball when he was healthy yes. yes you know and it's it's awesome to see it man because you see it and you're just like oh my god this dude this dude was how did we sleep on him because we didn't evaluate him the same way we're evaluating you know Brandy James we're watching no. Brandy James and saying he's got to be great and yeah. if he's not great we're gonna trash <laughs> him and then people are gonna call us haters. So mm -hmm. that's how it normally works. You know, right now they're setting up the he can't fail card because we want him to see card. We want Jamie to be marginal, even though yeah. Jamie may end up being an all-star at some mm -hmm. point in the NBA. I can see oh, it yeah. happen because he wants it bad enough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, he actually, you know, in the college experience, got good coaching. He, you know, he has good work ethic as it is. And He's more athletic than people give him credit for, right? Because they look at him, oh, mm -hmm. Mexican guy, right? Like, oh, you know, like that's, you know, what Mexican guys are in the NBA, right? You can count them on one hand, kind of, right? Like, so, I mean, to that end, right? Like, I, I think, yeah, what happens is you get college players that because they play, you know, a year and then suddenly they get thrust into a new place. Look, you know, for every mellow, Right for every mellow that's you know that's going to succeed eventually, right? And remember, you know, Melo didn't win an NBA championship. You know, he didn't lead. Yeah, he got college. Uh, you know, NCAA championship. Yes, he got gold medals and stuff. But you know, I mean, we get defined by you know like the highest of the highest, right? And that's the NBA, right? And so oh, for every one of those, right? And you know, like for every Kobe, you get Eddie Curry. Right? <laughs> yeah, you true. do. Right, you know, Tyrus you, Thomas. <laughs> Tyrus Thomas. You get you get the candy man, Michael Candy, right? Like 
you know you get you get a lot of unfulfilled potential or guys that that they're they were too immature coming in and they didn't understand the professional business of the league right and how much work you have to put in. it's it's kind of like when you know you make the transition from high school to college right like I know I was you know one of the top of my class at high school and then I got to college and next thing I knew I got a B minus right or a C and then you're like oh all these good people all these cats are smart they all work hard now I actually have to step up my game right or else mm-hmm. I'm gonna be that man that gets you know C's get degrees so you know like <laughs> C's <laughs> right mm-hmm. so you know I mean the thing is at the, you know at the end of it right do you what you know do you do you want do you want it bad enough where you want to build a legacy or do you want, you know, or do you want it bad enough even to build a brand or are you just building a brand and hoping that people latch onto it? Right. And, you know, so, so I think that's where, you, again, you know, coming back to what you're saying about, you know, triple J, right. I mean, the fact that he didn't put in work in the lab, right. Like, it's not like, you know, he went, he just stayed in college because, you know, college is good and that's what he wanted. And yes, UCLA is great, but, you know, especially for college life. I can attest to that, but you know, he put in the work. He he worked on you know his flaws, whether it was his perimeter game, his one-on-one game, even his defensive game. Where you know, yeah, he's not the fleetest of foot, but he knows what position to be in. He knows where where he needs to be at what what times. I mean, you know, when you go to a place like Miami and you know the Heat culture's there, you know what they're expecting, right? I mean, they got Jimmy buckets out there, right? That's 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 kind of like the epitome, right? You got you got you got tough guys like Kyle Lowry, right? You you know what they're expecting, Bam Adebayo, right? So, I think you know again, and it's unfortunate, yeah. Like you take a Patrick Williams, for example, right? Or you know, and again, even the Lakers have a couple of these guys like Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes that were top ten picks, right? And they they were not ready for the league at that point, and now they're fighting just to stay in the league, right? I mean, they were first round picks. They're for they're first round picks for a reason. You know, they are talented. They have certain athletic ability, certain skills, but they never but they they got the expectations laid on them so early without the maturity end of it that they just they need the right mentorship, right? Like you think about like Kobe, right? If it wasn't for a fact that he had B Scott with him, you know, all those all those early years, right? To to kind of tell him, all right. You know, this is how things happen in the league. And of course, of course, he had his dad, you know, Jelly Bean. But I mean, the thing is, you look at, you know, like, again, I mean, I'd take another one. Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, right? Uh, Talk about some unfulfilled potential, unfortunately. And the injuries, of course, right? And by the time he got out of the league, he didn't want anything to do with basketball, right? You know, so, you know, I mean, it's just, there's, you know, when you get those expectations laid on you so early, it's it's hard it's hard you know like you just want it look you at just the want... brothers look at look at look at the look at O'Bannon brothers in that yep. situation oh yeah oh yeah ed and charles yeah and oh, unfortunately man. they're both kind of tweeners right and they didn't they didn't have enough of one thing or the other right to to distinguish them right like i mean ed, you know ed, ed's one of the greatest bruins you know and one of the greatest college basketball players but again unfortunately you know he had the, he had the torn aco you know, during college and, you know, like he, he wasn't, you know, police afoot and he didn't have that knockdown three, you know, he mm-hmm. probably could have been, you know, stretch, stretch four at that point if they, you know, if, you know, at a different point in, in the time. Right. But, but yeah. Right. 
I told you, I told you, Graham, you had him. So, so my one of my favorite Bruins. That's talk, we're talking Bruins right now. Was Baron Davis? Oh yeah, BD. Yes, BD man was he was sneaky evil and athleticism. So I oh, know yeah. the first time I he saw, could he, explode. He could explode like that brother could explode. Yeah, what a revolutionary revolutionary ACL repair. He had one of the first ACL repairs. It's after mm-hmm. the Dan, remember Danny Manning was, um, oh, uh, yeah. you know, was uh, was one of the first ACL repairs out of Kansas. Yep. And then they, they did Barron a couple of years after that, and Barron got totally reconstructed. He still he's doing this with a knee brace on. It was yeah. it was nasty. He still could explode. I mean, the way you could just throw down on on cats, you know. I mean, it was nasty. Is and the thing is, you know, he, he could throw down on cats. He could he could throw. You know, he got he had dimes left and right. You know, I mean, I mean that's the thing is that he 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 was you know like he basically I think he was the next evolution of that. That point guard that wasn't just to distribute the ball, you know, he could take it to Iraq and 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 had flash and and you know basically, um, it had it had that charisma too, you know. I mean, cut not not you know, you know magic like I won't say you know like um, exactly magic, but he had definitely that charisma that you know. And I still will always remember you know him leading the Warriors to beat you know the number one seeded Dallas Mavericks back in the day too, you know, like he. That's the kind of that's the kind of skills that he had, you know. So, so yeah. So I just love all the um, the geeking out for unfulfilled potential, and for some reason, I was just thinking about um, I I finally saw the uh, the Little Wayne documentary this year. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to find. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard. It was kind of like mm-hmm. at the peak of his powers when they were kind of like following him on the road and he's hitting all these outrageous numbers as far as sales and album drops and whatever. But there's this one part of the documentary where they caught him where it was almost like the prompt almost felt like a, if you were president, what would you do, right? And he started to rant off all these crazy things that like any rock or rap star would rant off. But the one line that kind of stuck with me was like, he kind of said, I would allow any sports players to take any substances they want, you know, roids, whatever, you know, let those power, let those players explode. But the thing that always kind of fascinates me, it's like an unfair parallel, but like in rap and music, you talk about T-Pain with autotune, you talk about all these like artists that have used substances and kind of create masterpieces. Like that's not the same for sports. You know what I mean? Like once they're kind of snuffed out on whatever, that they might have been using to aid their stuff, you know, you name them, Barry Bonds or whoever. It's like they get dethroned, and it's like, you know, that's it. Your career is over. <laughs> I know there's like so <laughs> many layers to it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a business, it's a family product. You know, it's just whatever. But it, it, I can't help but always be like, like drawn to that. Um, and the thing is, the game, you know, let it happen because. At that point, especially, you know, you're talking about Barry and, of course, you know, it was Big Mac and Sosa, right? They were, everybody was all geeked up on the 60-70 home run season, but they were chasing each other, right? They were roided, you know, but did Major League Baseball care? No. They needed the ticket sales after the strike in 94. They need they need the good graces to come back from all of those work stoppages and everybody thinking, oh, baseball is now behind basketball and football, because it was, right? And so... They need a way to come back into a game, right? So they, 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 you know, they basically, you know, they, they uh, open Pandora's box, let it happen, right? And then, then as soon as you know, like everybody found out, oh, you mean these guys didn't just suddenly get to be, 
Incredible Hulk's overnight, you know, like uh, by 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 just working out in the in the gym and and all that. Oh, oh my gosh, you know, like you know, they they suddenly step away from it and say, oh yeah, they you know they did this on their own. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Please, <laughs> please, you know. Man, his head size, his head size changed. Barry Bonds, when your head size changes, he goes like, "I'm natural." I was like, "How is that possible?" He's like a seven and one eight or seven and one four. Barry had like an eight and a half, nine inch head. You know, you think yes. about it. Yeah. So it's um, you know, when he put that dress on, you know, he's hitting the homers with the dress on, and he showed how big he was. I was like, "Oh my god, he's huge." I mean, uh, still, I won't take this away from him. Still, one of the best hitters I've ever yes. seen because you still got you still got the ball. You can be yeah. big, you can be ginormous, you can be um, whatever you want to be. Look at Mike Trout. Mike Trout's mm-hmm. a big guy, but his bat speed is incredible. Yeah. Even though he plays for the, even though he plays for the Angels, yes. And, and you know, we and Otani just went down the coast. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting to say the least. I think um, you know, you think about the evolution, the particular bit of evolution right now. You got Otani; he's a great hitter and a great pitcher. Yes, that's like Babe Ruth, like in mm-hmm. today's era, and, he, and a lot of people are upset that he got like seven hundred million dollars. Okay, he he plays both ways. Yes. So I have friends yes. calling me that day. He just robbed the Dodgers. No, the Dodgers, the Dodgers just made a really nice investment that's going to pay billions of dollars back. And here's the thing, right? You know? Let, let's get to that contract real quick. First of all, mm-hmm. you know, Otani did him a solid, right? Six hundred eighty million deferrals. Ninety-seven mm-hmm. percent of your salary is getting deferred. That sounds very Asian yes. if you don't ask. You know, if you ask me, right? Like. You know, like <laughs> I want to help the team be better, so I'm only going to take two million dollars. And people will say, "What?" I'm, that's because the man's making 40, 50 million in endorsements anyway. He ain't hurting for money. He's fine. He's fine. Let's get that clear, right? So, you know, the Dodgers are going to make hand over fist in marketing, right? Like, you know, I so I have season tickets to the Dodgers, and right. you know, I re upped and actually got a couple more seats. And I know this season in particular because. People are going to want to watch Otani, you know, play every day. You know, I'm hoping that that pays off, you know, like when people want to come take my tickets, right? And I'll go make a little extra, you know, offside, you know, you know, it's the hustle, right? Come back to the hustle. So, yes, sir. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, you know, he deserves it, right? Because first of all, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, plays both ways. You know, not since Babe Ruth have we seen that at that level, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about somebody who's an international superstar, right? We're talking Messi level, right? We're talking mm-hmm. you know, somebody, you know, like MJ at his prime, even like recognizable all over the world, Kobe, right? That kind of that kind of level, right? So whatever he's gonna cost in in terms of salary, you're gonna make back tenfold anyway in marketing, you're gonna make back tenfold in gate receipts and and people, you know, just plugging the Dodgers and the brand and yeah. You know they they stuck their necks out there, yeah. You know to, to pay seven hundred million, but I, you know, I mean, as long as he stays healthy, I think that's still a bargain of a contract because you basically got two separate players for one, and each of those players, if you want to average it out, three fifty, right? I mean, right. So, yeah, I think that's 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 definitely it's worth it. You know, to get two and one, if you ask me. You know, once once he comes back, hopefully he comes back and you know. It's, Pitching at, at a level, you know, like he was, you know, prior to the second TJ. But we'll see, we'll see, right? I mean, it's always going to be a risk, right? It's always a risk no matter what. But I think it's a it's a calculated risk and it's a good risk, right? Because suddenly he comes on board and now other people want to come on board, 
right? I mean, the Dodgers just picked up Tyler Glass now. Why? Because Otani recruiting, you know, he he knows. But hey, I was down in Anaheim and I didn't get to the playoffs even. I didn't sniff them, you know, and I want to win. I want to win that bad that I am willing to sacrifice my current salary and get paid 10 years down the line. And keep this in mind also, you know, if he moves out of Cali in 10 years, right, after he's done with his contract, and goes to a, some other place, like let's say Nevada or Florida, where they don't fight state tax, his money comes to him tax-free. He wins too. He still wins too. So, yeah. Uh, that's the smartest business deal ever. I mean, that situation, I was looking at the details of that contract, yeah. and I was like, Rich Paul, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> so, yes. You know, yes. you know, uh, Rich Paul is awesome, but you think about LeBron's deal compared to Otani, and I know, you know, his camp, you know, people are like, Twitter, you know, you know, Twitter, the main streets of Twitter were going off about other people that should get this type of money. And I'm like, you know what? Let's not make the comparisons. Otani just educated everybody on how to get a deal done. You know, he had secrecy, he had privacy during that deal. And then also you look in the terms that, you know, someone, why didn't you go to the Cubs? Because the Cubs couldn't paint a future picture of uh, right. what this thing's going to look like. The storyboard for the Cubs is like Wrigley Field. Come play with us. It's cold sometimes. And yeah. Otani's like, you know, I live in California. It's yeah. warm. <laughs> you know, yes. if I come to Chicago, how am I going to recruit in Chicago when you don't have the payroll to pay the players I want to play with? Because right. give him seven hundred million in Chicago, it's gonna be Otani and the bleacher bums. That would have been real sad. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. no, no stage now being the bleachers like, yeah, like, right now. I think so, like our kids are on the field with them at that point. That's how bad it would have been. So you mean to say Novak? You mean it's it's it wasn't it was better to have this privacy secrecy and instead of you know I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach and do an hour ESPN show. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure. No, I know it's completely. No, it is. I, I know I took a jab there. I know you picked up on it instantly. What I was, who I was talking to at this yeah. point, but yeah, yeah, I think it was just it was. But you know what? It's it. You know that's that's also a twenty year old kid compared mm-hmm. to a guy who is a you know a cultural phenom where he under, they understood the marketing element in this one. We could come off as the devil. Or we come off as heroes right now. They deferred the payment. And they and they also made everybody happy. They got enough room right now to go sign more free agents. Yep. And you already got all stars on that team. So mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. The the Dodgers are good for the next 10 years. Yes. You know, just to say the least. Yes, yes. And the thing is, they already had a sustainable system, right? Because they got one of the mm-hmm. best farm systems in the league. Yeah, they they basically, you know, again, you talked about it, right? They got Mookie and Freddie in their prime, right? They mm-hmm. they're they're built to win for a while. They're built to win for a while. And so because of that, right, I mean, look, you compare it to, like, the Angels that they only tried last year. They literally tried last year, right? They had to do it for six years, and they literally tried last year, finally. You know, and they, you know, like I said, the Cubs. Oh, come Wrigley. That's great. You know, like, or the Giants, right? And, and you know, of course, NorCal, that, that's always a interesting thing to talk about. But, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> even, even even one of their own players improperly put it out, right, is that the perception of being in the Bay Area is – it's different from SoCal, right? Like it just is, and and or other places, right? You know, so so again, uh, I think Otani just you know his his game changing move educates educated the, the masses on you know how how do you you know like how do you get your money and get you know again look like somebody who's selfless, right, and who's also looking at the greater good, and I think he you know they put it all together, and at the same time. 
you know, because of the deferrals and how it's going to be basically essentially 10 years, 460 million, the owners are like, oh, that looks like market value. It doesn't look bad. Nobody, you know, nobody's, <laughs> no, not, not too many people are complaining for that way. So, so, you know, for somebody to get paid that much, you know, and yet still, like I said, be painted not like a devil because they, they, because of what they did, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, great job by, by, by everybody all around, put it that way. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there was no agent wanting to fight the management or you come in on bad terms. Cause a lot of, a lot of people like, you know, even like they're about the Zach Levine situation that's brewing. Oh, yeah. There was bad blood to get that deal out the Bulls. So the problem now is you're asking for you're asking for favor right now to get sent to a warm destination. Yeah. And my response would be, I'll send you to Toronto, or I'm gonna send, or I'm gonna send you to uh, the Brooklyn Nets or somewhere. I'm gonna send you to New York and, and jack your property taxes up and everything else and ruin and ruin. Oh, your go, go send them to Detroit Pistons right now. You know they. Oh God, that'd be under. cold. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a little break between the games this week, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. It's not gonna happen, man. It's like I think they lose thirty straight games. I looked at the schedule the other night. Oh yeah, there is no hope until next year. <laughs> no, 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 unless the Lakers play them again, and you know after you know like uh, LeBron have sixty that night. He have sixty, AD have forty and twenty, <laughs> and then everybody be on podcast and they talking about LeBron's the best player in the world. Oh, yeah. so oh, that's yeah. how that oh, works. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. That's true. They'll keep putting. This is year twenty one. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what. That's what it is. But what? But what? Is every Every um, tip of information is about he's 38. This is year 21. He he just changed his shoes. I'm like, we know he's 38. We know exactly when he turns 39. Now they they educated us the other night during the Bulls game. His birthday's this month. He'll be 39. <laughs> Stacy King did it a few times last night. I didn't get a chance to go to the game, but I'm like, Stacy, why did you know his birthday? Did you send him a gift? He spoke to me. But Stacy said he spoke to me. I started laughing. I had to turn my TV off. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Stacy King. Stacy yeah. King is pushing his uh, hustle oh, on the oh, yeah. uh the give me the hot or sauce. When he, or when he was or when he was playing Stay Fat King. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's carved a niche for himself in there. No, he is, he is. But again, another player that I feel like talk about unfulfilled potential, you know, big hot shot player coming out of Oklahoma and you know just the yeah. King Oklahoma that's what I call him yes. the King, King Oklahoma. Oklahoma I mean he yep. was he's the greatest sooner player of all time yes. that's it. yeah man you see it like his stats just jump off the charts man yes. mm-hmm. but he also when you get to the Bulls and Michael Jordan's there and that's humbling I think Michael's star power was so big that it made it made people that were like the best because the NBA you gotta understand is that the worst player in the NBA is the best player from Waterloo Iowa so yes. it's the best player from Napier, Illinois, or from or from Pasadena. So you get yeah. to the NBA, you find out you're in the room with all the best people, and you find out there's a guy better than you from a hometown smaller than you. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, you know. But that's the NBA. I mean, anybody give you forty on a good night. Yeah, they just can't play defense. That's everybody right. scores. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And of course, we know this way. NBA is an international game, right? I mean, starting you know like back in the day, you know like. When they were trying to pull Arvidas Savonis, or of course Drazen Petrovic, yeah, bless his soul, you know, like the, you know, before we got, of course, now the, you know, Dirks and the Lucas and and all, you know, and and the, and the Greek freak and all that, right? You know, like you know, we we know that the evolution of again the game. I mean, that's why the U.S. had to go to the 
we can't just put up the dream team out there, dream T2 and dream T3, and then, you know, it all blew up, right? And that's why they had to go with the redeem team, right? Because, you know, because <laughs> again, you know, like I said, Novak, the, the worst in the NBA is still better than pretty much, you know, 99.99% of the world, right? Like, you know, you could look at somebody like Judd Bushler, right? I mean, I love that dude, <laughs> right? And that dude, you know, yeah, he he looked like he's just carrying you know MJ's jock strap the last couple of years of his career. But that could that dude could play. That dude could play. Like when he was at Arizona, there's a reason like he's in the NBA because that dude was a solid cat. You know, Steve Kerr. You know, again, talk about clutch shooting. Going back to the, take the last shot. You wanted that guy taking the last shot. Him or John Paxson. Yeah. So, like when you think about it, like the the L.A. or well, the the Southern Cal Arizona connection. I guess we talk about that briefly. Mm -hmm. Every Los Angeles player that's successful that leaves L.A. And goes to Arizona. It's hilarious because the climate. You know, still a Mediterranean feel down there yep. with a little bit of heat. Yeah, you know, like you know, you look at uh, Luke Walton who goes yep. to Arizona. You know, yep. he's a California boy. You think about it, he goes down there and kills. Yes. Uh, you know, Richard Jefferson, others, Richard, others, basically, RJ, I mean, yep. RJ, man. So, you know, RJ was supposed to be a, I think it was supposed to be a UCLA kid. Yes. And was. I guess uh, the bag got fumbled some type of way, but, yep. Yep. you know, a lot of great things come out of Cali basketball wise. So you guys play a more open style than the Midwest, which the Midwest is bumping thumb. The West oh, yeah. Coast is everybody's shoes and everybody looks pretty doing it. The passing out there is phenomenal. And then the East Coast is I gotta I gotta not only make you look bad on the crossover, but we fighting at the end of the game. Yeah. So that's right, so right, 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 every right, coast right. got a different every that's coast right. every coast got a different style. Yep, and I can tell you that too. Even like I'll just kind of bring in family real quick. Like our family reunions, we can tell the Midwest game versus the. <laughs> yeah, no sage can tell you all about that. Yeah, like, you, know, we have, you know, we we have two, three passes, and you know, we 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 were jacking up threes way before you know Splash Brothers came to town, right? Like that's just how we were, right? Like, you know, and meanwhile, no sage, you know, of course, he he's he's out there shooting threes like Dirk, but of course, his dad be yelling at him all the time, like, you know, you should be going inside. You know, we need that, we need that inside too, right? Like, you know, same same thing. He's yelling at Q, yelling at Fresh. You know, why you take your rack, right? See, you know, what, what Uncle Martin didn't know, and, you know, I know this will now be recorded forever in podcast, and, mm -hmm. you know, and bless him, I, I love his passion, but he didn't know the game was already evolving past him. That's Damn. Mm. See, more shade, drop more shade on fam. Drop now that's going to come up in 2024, <laughs> you know that. I know. love that. I love that. Dropping gems, oh, dropping bars. Man, we, we get the podcast follow up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no show. No show. No, but I respect it. Yeah, man. But for real, for real, like we rounded off the hour. It's been yes. a blessing to have you, oh. Edwin. Like, I mean, like, Likewise. bro, like, it's always good to chop it up with you. Like, I remember like so many of my own like hip hop moments like have kind of interweaved with you. Like the one sort of I remember when we were sort of waiting for like the Kanye graduation album to drop. Yes, and we were like, man, look at these track listings. Uh the Barry Bonds track, what's Ye gonna talk about with yes. Lil Wayne on there? It's yeah, like, man, yeah. it's like all these like rap moments, just like I felt yeah. like I yeah. got to share with you. So it's been a blessing. Yeah, likewise, right likewise, likewise. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. No, I, you know, again, thanks for having me on the on the podcast. Uh, definitely, you know, think it's a blessing and opportunity to do that. And, you know, maybe one day chop it up again, you know, I'd like to, if you, you know, if you let me back on. But, you know, that's all up to y'all. Uh, uh, we want you back, man. We want to bring Q on and a couple other people and they'll get Marlo on the show. So I, I could. 
we'll do a uh, we'll do an NBA edition. You know, we we'll do a right okay. for the playoffs. Uh, sure. So you awesome. know what? Count me in. Count me in. Even if the Lakers <laughs> are in the playing tournament at that point, you know, when they start playing again, okay, you know. Well, you know, they'll, they'll, every tournament in LA counts now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. That's the <laughs> sad part. But yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. But yeah, no. First you, person you know, move your car in the garage with no security. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, uh, I'm down for NBA podcast. Any, anything you want, chop up on. We we do it. We'll do it for sure. Yeah, man. And I do remember a lot of those family reunions, like when we were playing basketball. I do remember the one time too, like before you were a professor, like we played, I think with your, your work colleagues. And I really felt like I was out in Cali, like playing on the set of White Man Can't Jump, man. It was like the caged up outdoor courts Mm -hmm. and went out there doing the three balls. Like, man, I just felt like I was, (laughs) I was living it up. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Those are good runs. Those are good runs, you know. They still run, but now they run in the gym because you know these are older and you know bodies are creaky. Yeah, yeah they they need the air conditioned air, air, you know, uh, indoor gym to to keep the game going. So so yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, I'll, I'll let I'll let Novak close us on some final thoughts. It's just like honestly, my last point is just like it's just dope to kind of chop it up to anybody that I kind of come up with to kind of like see like, hey man, like you know. You came up on this rap music, you came up on this hip hop culture, and now you're doing different things. You know, you go into like the professor space. Shoot, we had like a professor on a couple episodes, episode 43. He was like a decent hip hop cat in the Minnesota scene, and he turned into a professor. Oh, you know what I mean? Nice. So it's just like, it just like baffles me, like how it just like, um, it's so embedded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's so ingrained. It is to the point that I, I drop random references in my classes too. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the students know, and sometimes they're like, what? And I'm like, go. Through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't knock the hustle, man. No. Yeah. But Novak, I'll let you close this out, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, man, we want to thank uh sports guy, Ed coming through. That is the, that is the best name in the game, man. <laughs> I looked and I'm like, wow, man, we got royalty on the show. Uh, definitely. Thank you for coming through. Uh, definitely want to get you back on. We're gonna talk NBA playoffs at some point this year. You know, we're gonna bring on some uh, some fans from different eras. You know, like I think right now, everybody thinks their NBA team is nice. I admit our team's got problems. You know, I'm I, you know I'm a realist. I yeah. know that we might not make the playoffs. I'm okay with that. You yeah. know, because we you know there might be something to draft for us. I doubt it. It's a Bulls fan because we're still fucking up some type of way. <laughs> we would draft. After, um, you know, Kenny Carlisle from uh, Pasadena or something like that. He's not yeah, even yeah. on the Bruins. Right. <laughs> so right. he's got potential to be a coach, Derek, you know, Derek Rose, too. But anyway, yes. thank you for coming on. Appreciate you big time. Go out, definitely listen to something dope today. Go watch some basketball. Go yes. fill go fill some of those games. And Christmas Day games are coming up. Yep. Should be a good time by all. Oh, Celtics, yeah. I, 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 I fear the Celtics right now. Oh, no, for um, sure. And, you know, Lakers, Celtics. I mean, on Christmas Day, even especially, I'm not wearing green. I'm just telling you right now, I'm wearing purple and gold. You know, I'm wearing purple and gold. Sorry. Christmas may be a red and green. I'm not wearing green. Yeah. So, yeah. I love your compassion. <laughs> yeah. They might pull it out, man. You know, LeBron will be ready. He has some special oh, yeah. conditions. Oh, yeah. Design. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll yeah. be 40 cameras around him. Of course, and they're for, you know they, they you know it's got you know it's, it's going to be part of his new production you know they just know that it's going to you know like he's you know they, he's got the IST as part of his year interview <laughs> and now he's going to have this Christmas Day game you know like yeah it's all it's all part of the show it's all part of the show that's it with Denzel and with Denzel and John Legend singing yes. in the background it's coming 
that's right that's right that's right that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> thank you definitely everybody thank you for listening carlos does everywhere podcast available uh enjoy your holidays be at peace thank you for listening to the hip pod heads podcast a podcast where Novak and No Sage discuss their hip hop inspired moments. Share, like, subs, comment to the show on YouTube and Spotify. Go out and listen to something dope today. <laughs>